Hey everybody, this is Jamie Nunley, lead pastor of Victory Fellowship Church. Thanks for listening to the VFC Sermon Podcast. At the end of this episode, please take a moment to download our free VFC Thomasville app, where you can access all of our messages, sermon notes, announcements, and small group lessons. This app is the easiest way to keep up with everything going on here at VFC. So please enjoy the following sermon. We hope it encourages you in your walk with Jesus and helps you to belong, believe, and become. Enjoy. Yeah, you see how well that no worked out, right? Because here I stand ready to preach two services. Uh, yeah, actually, I was, um, I was running yesterday morning. We're talking about practicing. I'm practicing for a run I have coming up. And so <clears throat> the Lord gets me away when I run like that. And just he spends that time talking to me a lot. And so I was about halfway through this long run yesterday. And I hear the Lord say, so are you seriously not going to preach tomorrow? I was like, oh, I can tell Jamie no, but I can't tell the Lord no. So, so I stopped where I was. I pulled out my phone. I texted Jamie just before I talked myself out of it. And it was like, hey, so the Lord just convicted me. It was like, are you seriously not going to do this? So here I am. Um, yeah, and honestly, this is talking in front of people's most people's fear, you know. And uh, I don't love to do it, but what I do love to do is bring glory to the Lord. And what I do love to do is um, share my heart with people. So if I think about it like that, it gets a lot easier. Um, So, you know, so far in this um, in this series, we've talked about um, honor was the first uh, the the first Sunday. Then we talked about generosity and then we talked about forgiveness. And today we're talking about practicing thankfulness. Um, And while we were out of town this weekend, we got a chance to remember to be thankful for the things we take for granted. Um, one of the things we took for granted was our kids coming home from Black Friday shopping. Um, we had a, a little harrowing experience this weekend. We, we let our kids, eight, 18 and um, 15 and 13, meet their cousins who are 17 and 15 um, and go Black Friday shopping together after Thanksgiving dinner. Um, on Thursday night. So they went to the mall together, just the five of them. And about an hour later, Jamie and I were, were back at home watching a movie and, um, we get a call from Ethan and, uh, it's a frantic short call. And he said, Hey, we're, um, we're in Belks in the mall and there's an active shooter and hang and hangs up. Um, so that's the call you don't ever want to get from your children, needless to say. So we start praying. Um, I, I'm laying in bed watching maybe I jump up like I can do something, like I'm, like I'm going to go somewhere, you know. <laughs> and, um, and so there's really nothing to do but wait. Um, they would get back in touch with us, you know, every few minutes. Um, we found out that uh, shots were fired in the store where they were. Um, Ethan and Isaac were near a door and ran out because a mob of people ran out. Eva and her two girl cousins um, were in the shoe department and hid underneath a bench. And um, and Eva talks about just this amazing peace that comes over her. She, she said that it didn't make sense, that she knew that she should be scared, but she just wasn't scared at all. Um, and I said, well, what were you doing? She said, well, I was praying in tongues. <laughs> 
um, I asked her permission to share this. But um, so she said, yeah, I didn't even know what I was doing. I just realized I was praying in the spirit. And um, she said, I just felt this peace. And that there's this, there's this woman, this older woman that she could see that was just terrified, that just had terror on her face. And she looked down and saw Eva hiding <laughs> under a bench praying in the spirit. And she just came and got close to her. She said it was like there was this bubble of peace, and this woman just moved over as close to Eva as she, as she could get and put her hand on her shoulder. And um, so, you know, it's important what you put in your spirit because in times of crisis, that's what comes out. And um, needless to say, they're safe. Um, the girls waited for an opportune moment and ran out and met the boys, um, and they got out of there, and the, um, the shooter was eventually killed. So, um, but you know, how, how, um, how often do we just take for granted things that we could be thankful for every day? Um, I guarantee you, I won't, um, I won't let another opportunity go by to be thankful that my children come home when they leave the house. Um, and it's not an excuse for fear, for worry to creep in because it's all out of our control anyway. We just, um, we just trust and we move in thankfulness. Um, so we're talking about this morning, why is thankfulness so important? Well, thankfulness is the active ingredient to miracles, breakthrough, and answered prayer. Philippians 4, 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. That word supplication means petition. Um, and I love how it says, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Thankfulness is um, that active ingredient that you add to the prayer, that you add to the petition, that, um, that moves the Lord to move on your behalf. Um, you know, I know that we all, um, whether or not you personally cook or not, um, you're aware that, that bread is made of a lot of ingredients, most of which... Um, you know, flour, butter. I'm like talking like I know, like I make bread from scratch. And I, I obviously don't. I'm like, what's in bread? Eggs. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeast has got to be added to that bread to make it rise. It's the active ingredient. And it, um, it's a really small amount compared to everything else in it, right? Um, it's, it's not the main ingredient, but it's the active ingredient. Um, and just like yeast is that active ingredient, that finishes and creates the finished product of bread. Thankfulness is the active ingredient that the Lord has instructed us to add to our prayers, to add to our petitions. What are petitions, by the way? It's when you um, over and over again ask, you get others to sign a petition, right? You send it around, you get other people to agree with you. Agreement in prayer is really important. But you can do all of that, and if you don't have the added ingredient of thankfulness, it's not a complete recipe. Um, so thankfulness is the active ingredient to those breakthroughs that you're wanting in your life. Thankfulness is leaven. Leaven. This is the definition of leaven. I looked it up last night. Leaven is the pervasive influence that modifies something or transforms it. Galatians 5.9 says, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. It only takes a little leaven, good or bad, to affect an outcome. The choice of leaven is yours. Is it Thanksgiving or is it complaining? Um, you know, you can, have, you can have bad leaven as well as good leaven. Um, 
you know, there's a, there's a saying, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. <laughs> you know, I know that to be true. We can have, you know, great, great time with the family, whatever. We're, we're at home having fun. And then if I get in a bad mood, guess who's affected? The entire family. It takes one person, one complaint, and it can affect the entire household. We know that to be true. So it doesn't take a lot of something to affect. It's just a small amount. So the choice is ours, what we're choosing to add, whether it's thankfulness or complaining. Number two, thankfulness combats disappointment and entitlement. You know, we... um, we're in a season of life right now where it's just so easy to get that, um, that spirit of entitlement that just creeps in. We feel like we're owed things. We feel like, um, we feel like we're entitled to have what someone else has. Um, and as we choose thankfulness, it, it actively prevents that from happening in our life. And I've got a, we've got a video that probably most of you have seen by now, but I want to show this morning that demonstrates this. love that video so much. (laughs) I've watched that so many times, but it is the perfect example of how to live our own life. I love that the last thing, the cherry on the cake with that, with that video is the coffee. I'm like, thank you, Lord. I don't ever want to take for granted uh, the fact that I can just go in my kitchen and make coffee. Um, But yeah, that's the, that right there demonstrates like, what should we be thankful for? We should be thankful for everything. Um, but especially if you'll notice the things that we tend to complain about, the very things that we tend to complain about are the things that if given a different set of circumstances, we would be extremely thankful for, um, our job, yikes, I don't get to work enough hours. They don't give me, uh, they give me too many hours. I have to work overtime. I don't like my boss. I don't like my coworkers, but you lose your job and what happens? 
you're extremely thankful for any job you can find. Um, what about your children? Yikes. What about your spouse? Those things, those, those common things that we complain about, um, you know, our food. That's, if you listen to kids, you'll hear complaints about food, I promise you. <laughs> but you know what? Take them to another country. Let them see how thankful those children are to have just, you know, a cup of rice that they've eaten for the 450th time. And you'll see what thankfulness for food looks like. Um, I, uh, I, I knew I know a woman that about, about 10 years ago or so, her husband died um, suddenly. And uh, she was in her late 20s. And she, she wrote something, I think, on social media uh, that I read and I never forgot. And she, she talked about going upstairs um, in the, the months after her husband's passing and, um, and looking at the, the place on the floor where he used to throw his dirty clothes and, um, and just remembered over and over again the, the little bickering and fights that would ensue when she would walk upstairs. How many times have I told you to put this in the dirty basket? You don't ever help with laundry. And she said, you know, I would give anything to walk upstairs and see those clothes on the floor. And I never forgot reading that, you guys. Never forgot. Because it's not the things that you like. It's what they symbolize. It's the people that they represent. Um, You know, I'm no exception to uh, having the thoughts of complaining in my head as I'm doing particularly... um, unfavorable house chores. <laughs> um, I'm, I, nobody really likes cleaning. Well, actually, they do. Some of you people like cleaning. I need you to lay hands on me because I don't like it. <laughs> um, but, you know, just the dishes and the trash. God, we had like, we'll play the game where we like wait each other out to see who's going to take out the trash. We had two bags of t- trash tied up sitting three feet from the back door yesterday. And it was like, and somebody going to take this out? And then, of course, like, I'm somebody. I could take it out, too. Um, but, you know, all those things. It's not that you like doing those things, but it means you've got people in the house to generate trash. It means you've got clothes to wear that get dirty. It means you have food to eat that create dirty dishes. And so, you know, I always hear the Lord stop me when I get um, inside my head. I'm usually pretty good about keeping it from coming out of my mouth. Um, but I still, it'll roll around in my head, you know, it's just the thing, like the never ending tasks, like, like the laundry. Um, and I always go back to hearing what that woman wrote and I think, you know what, Lord, forgive me. You know, I'll do this all day long because it means my husband is alive and here with me. It means my kids came home from the mall and they, they had to take off their dirty clothes. Um, and it just, you know, like we were talking about the leaven, it just takes that one thought. You can have 50 million negative complaining thoughts rolling around your head and you just get that one thought that you can hold on to and all of a sudden it erases it all in a moment. Um, 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 4 says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. Um, You know, when I say be thankful for everything, I can hear the 
the exceptions that we're tempted to say, like, well, should I be thankful for this, you know, broken leg? Should I be thankful for my crazy ex? Should I be thankful for the, you know, that betrayal that I experienced? Well, no, you're not thankful for those, but what you can be thankful for is that you have the presence of the Lord with you in the midst of those things. You can be thankful that you um, have the unique opportunity, that you're uniquely qualified now to minister in a way that you were never qualified to minister in before because of the experiences you go through. So sometimes the worst situations or the worst mistakes that we make um, are those exact same things that we can be thankful that we have gotten through them and that we can use them to minister to others. So how do we practice thankfulness? Well, first we remember. Psalm seventy-seven, eleven says, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. So a key to practicing thankfulness is to intentionally remember the things that God's done for you. And I promise if you just take a second and think, um, you can think of something God's done for you. You can think of something that God's done for someone else. We... Um, the kids and I were in a, a, a wreck seven or eight years ago that totaled the car, um, and it was across from McDonald's here in town. And so for quite a while, every time we would drive past that spot, past McDonald's, Jamie would say, hey, kids, remember this? This is where the Lord protected us in the accident. And so, you know, you have those you have those things that you can go back to, and it's, you know, I'm not thankful we were in a wreck, but I'm thankful for the Lord's, for the Lord's protection. And you take those times, and you, you intentionally remember, and you intentionally practice thankfulness. Um, if you've been around here for any length of time, you've probably heard the story um, of Ethan almost dying when he got sucked into a drain. Um, if you hadn't, you can find us later, but um, that was six years ago, I think. He was 12, and um, there's, there's literally not a week that goes by that I'm not intentionally thankful for that. Um, and so it's become sort of a, a sort of a joke that, you know, something bad will happen, something we don't like, and I'll say, well, Ethan's not dead. <laughs> I mean, like all the time. I say that all the time. Well, Ethan's not dead. And then just that moment and saying that one sentence, I realize how silly whatever it is that, you know, I'm not liking. The, you know, we got a flat tire. Well, Ethan's not dead. You know, how bad can things really be? Um, but that's the intentionality. That's the practicing it. Um, you know, almost every time I run, which is most mornings, um, I remember that the Lord healed the meniscus in my right knee. It used to hurt when I did that. And it was actually from the wreck that we were in um, that that meniscus tore in my right knee. Um, and after, you know, it wasn't immediately. It was about a year later, maybe two years later. Um, there was a gradual healing. And I, have, I never have pain in that knee anymore, ever. Um, and so every time I do something that used to hurt and it doesn't, I think, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, that you healed my knee. And then I use that to, to pray for whatever else. I use that as a springboard of thankfulness to just say, Lord, thank you. And you know what? If you can do that, you can do this. You know, Lord, if you can heal my knee, you can heal anything in anyone else's body. Um, and it stirs up that faith inside of me. Um, you know, in practicing, I thought this morning, I just, I remembered, and it's not about thankfulness, but I remembered one time years ago, I was watching that show, 19 Kids and Counting, you know, with the, the family that has like a bajillion kids. 
And it used to be a reality show that was on. And um, when I didn't work full time, I could watch reality shows. So um, I can't anymore, but I used to be able to. So, um, but I remembered, I just remembered this one thing where the mom had one of her younger kids. He was, he was not in trouble, had not done anything wrong, but he was sitting in a chair just sitting still. And the person behind the camera asked her, what is he doing? And he said, oh, he's practicing patience. I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, we like to, we like to have them practice character traits that we want them to have. So some, so we'll, this is something we'll do. She was just explaining. She was like, this is something we'll do with the younger ones. We'll have them just for, you know, 20 minutes or so. We'll set a timer and we'll have them just sit still in a chair while whatever else is going on so that they can practice patience. She was like, you don't have, you don't, you don't have patience unless you practice it. So we like to have them practice it. And I was like, oh my gosh, what have I been doing as a parent? (laughs) Not that. Um, But I was like, that's genius. You know, and it seems like common sense, but that's the same thing. We can take that into any area of our life. We don't have if we don't practice it, you have to do it. You don't have patience unless you practice it, which the Lord reminds me of in traffic every single day of my life. You know, when I wait too late to leave the house and then I'm mad at everybody else's driving on the way to school, I'm like, what are you people doing? It's my fault that I didn't leave soon enough. So I'm always telling the kids, you know, hey, we get a chance to practice patience this morning. Apparently I hadn't mastered it yet. Um, so the other thing we can do is focus. We can practice thankfulness by focusing on the right things. Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. When you focus on the good, when you focus on that list of things I just read, thankfulness becomes an easy overflow out of those thoughts. Um. I I picture the Lord oftentimes literally reaching down and taking my head and redirecting my focus. Um, I guess I'm a visual learner because I just, I see things a lot. The Lord shows me things a lot like that pictures that I hold on to. And I, but it's the way he reminds me that my focus is on the wrong thing. Um, And he's asking me to realign my focus to these things. Is it true? Is it right? Is it noble? Is it of good report? Um, When your focus is just intentionally on those things, you can't help but have thankfulness overflow out of your heart as a result. Um, You know, I know no one in here has a spouse that ever annoys them. And, you know, Jamie never annoys me. (laughs) But let's just say hypothetically that he did. From time to time, just hypothetically speaking, um, it's in those moments where whatever that thing is that's annoying you, um, that you're tempted to just go down that road of, um, ah, what do they always do that? Gosh, she always does this. My kids always do this. Um, that if you, if you just realign your focus, but what's true about them too, that might be true, but what else is true? He's an amazing father. He takes good care of us. He prays for us in an instant when we need it. Do you see how you just start refocusing on the true things about the very person that you were just annoyed with? And it just, 
you forget those other things move out of your, of your line of vision and you're no longer looking at and focusing on those things anymore. Try it. It'll work, I promise. Um, when the kids, when my kids were young, we, um, I would, all kids whine and complain, by the way. That's just in their nature. They do it. Um, and then it's our job to, to help change that. But so when, when our kids would start whining or complaining about something, I would just say, okay, stop, stop. Three things. Tell me three things you're thankful for right now. And it could be anything. It could be something big. It could be, I'm thankful for this chicken nugget. It could be whatever came out of their mouth. It didn't matter. But, um, but the, the thought was to practice immediately interrupting the whining, immediately interrupting the complaining, and being able to list off three things right away. Just tell me right now, anything, three things, come on. I'm thankful for this toy. I mean, you know, like they don't like doing it. But, um, but the more you do it, the more it becomes second nature. So, you know, and I would just say at the very least, if you can't think of anything good in your life, at the very least, Jesus willingly died so that you can live forever. If you can't think of anything else, that's universal. Anyone in this room can stop and say, I don't like what's happening right now, but you know what? I know a Savior that said, I'm going to give up my life for yours. You've got that. You've got that in the bag. You can always pull that one out and use it, right? So my question to you this morning is, are you practicing thankfulness? Maybe some days you are, some days you're not. But are you practicing it? That's our, that's our closing question this morning. Jamie, do you want to come up and join me? Let's stand for prayer. Didn't she do a great job? Awesome. I'm thankful for you, baby. Let's do some business with the Lord. You know, whenever God speaks to us, it makes sense to respond. It's not just head knowledge and facts that we're learning. Um, It's a heart knowledge and a lifestyle that we're living. And so what we want to do now is we want to respond. So I just want to take a moment before we do a prayer. Close your eyes. And I want you to think of something you're thankful for, at least one thing. Just let's practice this real quick. What is something you're thankful for? Just meditate on that for just a moment. And then just let your heart talk to the Lord in this moment. Say, Lord, I'm thankful for this. Thank you. Give him glory. Give him credit for it. All right, now move on to something else. What else are you thankful for? Think of something else. Now just let gratefulness well up in your heart in this moment. And then direct it towards God. Be purposeful in your thinking. And say, Lord, thank you for this. Okay, one more thing. Switch to a third thing. What's the third thing that you're thankful for? Just let your mind go to that right now. Visualize it. Think about it. Be grateful for it. And now direct that feeling towards God. Export it to him. 
Let him know in your own words, under your breath, that you're so grateful for this, for these things. Y'all look at me. And just like that, you practiced thankfulness. It didn't take long. It wasn't hard. But your heart's different now, isn't it? It's just totally different. You've reoriented your thinking and your heart towards thankfulness and towards the Lord. And it changes your outlook. It changes how you treat others. It changes the words that you choose to use. It changes everything. So I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you this morning to live a life of purposeful thankfulness, of being intentional. And look, maybe, maybe you might want to take the next week and in the morning take, what did that take, two minutes? We just thought of three things. Just take a few minutes and, and choose something different. If you've got children that still live in the home with you, involve them. Train them on how to do this as well. And, and, and learn to be thankful. It doesn't come naturally. But as we practice, we get better. Amen? Amen. I want to lead you in a prayer where we invite the Holy Spirit to convict us and to guide us when it comes to this thankfulness. So, if you will, repeat this prayer after me. Say, Father, I am so thankful that you saved me. I'm so thankful That you love me so much, you won't leave me alone. And you you choose to remind me to be thankful. So I commit to you, by your grace, to be a thankful person. I want thankfulness to be my active ingredient so that I might experience Breakthrough in my prayer life. I want my thankfulness to combat disappointment and entitlement in my life. Help me to remember all the good and help me to refocus my mind towards thankfulness. Jesus, I'm so thankful for you. Holy Spirit, I give you permission to remind me and convict me all this week to be thankful in everything. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Awesome. Steph, will you close us out? Hey, once again, thanks for listening to the VFC podcast. If you live in the Thomasville area, we would love for you to connect with us in person. For more information about our weekly gatherings, including service times and directions, just visit us at vfcthomasville.org.